You're listening to the World Watch weekly podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at opendoorscanada.org. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. I'm Andrew here with Jared and Nicolette, and uh, we are excited to dive into another episode. Last week, we revealed the top 50 of the 2022 World Watch List uh, with some very big news at the top. You know, as the as the oldest member of our uh, of our podcasting crew here and as the person who's worked for Open Doors the longest, I can confidently say that ever since any of us knew about the world watch list, we've only known one country to be number one, North Korea. But that'll change this year. Yeah, it's interesting. The little freedom that our brothers and sisters in Afghanistan had last year was taken away. Uh, Afghanistan was number two on the world watch list in 2021, and it rose to the number one spot, despite, I I think we mentioned this last week, but North Korea actually went up in a persecution score, just Afghanistan went up more. And as we all know, the Taliban uh, completed their takeover of the capital of Kabul last year. There was the evacuation of uh, American forces. And we talked about that uh, in part in season two of the podcast last year. But the end result is that Afghanistan moved up to the number one spot is the most persecuted country in the world. A lot of Afghans fled the country and uh, there was wide expectation, both within the church and from other sources that uh, the existing freedoms would be swiftly removed and restrictions put in place. Um, And the Christian persecution just remained at at an extreme level. People began to worry about being hunted down by the Taliban. Uh, People were uh, fleeing from the countries to preserve their life. And some even chose to stay uh, and try to be a light for Jesus in the most dark place imaginable. And the risk of discovery of being a Christian has increased since the Taliban continues to control every aspect of the government. Uh, And this extends to owning documentation, including government paperwork uh, and, and others that might help identify existing Christians in Afghanistan. So the situation is severe. The situation is really severe and it is severe specifically for uh, women in the country as uh, since the Taliban takeover, the position of women has become even more dangerous and any progress that has been made in advancing women's freedom in Afghanistan has been undone really quickly. Just an example of this is forced marriages are actually really common in Afghanistan. And unfortunately, um, it's widely accepted that a husband may beat his wife. And in terms of Christianity, if a woman converts from Islam to Christianity and her family doesn't, it's likely that she will have to face house arrest, sexual abuse, rape, violence, a forced marriage to a Muslim, or even an honor killing. And you may hear that and ask, like, what can be done? And unfortunately, there's very little chance of legal justice for women in Afghanistan. One fortunate thing is that in Afghanistan, conversions to Christianity tend to happen as a family unit. So many 
female believers in Afghanistan won't face this abuse from their family. Instead, as with all Christian converts in Afghanistan, they will have to keep their faith a secret as a family to avoid severe persecution from the wider community. But for those that don't convert as a family unit, it can be very, very dangerous for them. Yeah, and along the same lines, what happens uh, for men is that they'll typically face uh, ridicule for their faith, sometimes imprisonment, even torture, depending on, on what happens. They can even face abuse from their peers, sexual abuse and physical abuse uh, because of their faith. Families in the wider community tend to persecute men uh, as the, the face of a family. And if one family member is identified as a convert to Christianity, it can be common for the entire family to subsequently face persecution. And especially men who have converted from Islam will have to find alternative sources of income, uh, alternative livelihood, in order to avoid being exposed by not taking part in uh, Islamic religious practices. If discovered, they'll experience harsh discrimination from employers and from the local authorities. And so, you know, all of this shows us that uh, it, it's basically impossible to live openly as a Christian in Afghanistan. Now, the, the events of, of 2021 with the Taliban taking over, they've actually had effects uh, out past just Afghanistan. You know, the, the triumph of the Taliban uh, may very well embolden other jihadist groups and extremism in the region and uh, in Africa and even Asia. It actually signals uh, a new impunity for jihadist movements. They see it as a matter of time before international troops leave. Right. Mm -hmm. Think about this. Another jihadist group like Al-Shabaab in Somalia, they're being fought by international troops uh, that, you know, the Taliban won. Well, we're going to win. Eventually, yeah. they're going to leave. And so you can see how that would give them a psychological boost. You know, jihadists frequently operate in countries which suffer from a corrupt or weak government and, and administration. And so jihadism is really spreading uh, across Africa and there's been uh, a lot of extremism in the region, and, and it actually suffers from the most violence on the World Watch list. But just very recently, the army has taken over the government in Burkina Faso uh, because uh, they said that the government was not doing enough to protect national security. They weren't fighting jihadism and, and the other issues that are happening. So the army has decided to take over. And so we can see a potential further destabilization of the region. Mm -hmm. We'll talk more about Burkina Faso next week as the situation continues to develop. But like Andrew said, jihadist activity has caused such an uptick in violence in sub-Saharan Africa. And as we look ahead to the year of 2022, what we want to, or what we're wondering about is whether the success of the Taliban in Afghanistan will in fact have a tangible impact on the spreading of jihadist activity in the Middle East, in Sub-Saharan Africa, and elsewhere. Yeah, as we talk about violence, especially due to jihadism, um, one of the countries that comes to mind is Nigeria, which is actually number seven on the World Watch list, but the country with the highest score for violence um, out of all the countries on the World Watch list. So Christians in Nigeria often face attacks and that's a that's a reality that many people face and we hear news about attacks that happened in nigeria quite often and it's because of this rise of violence that's um that's just present across this region of africa 
Yeah, as we mentioned last week, more than 4,000 Christians were killed in the, in the last reporting period uh, in Nigeria alone for their faith. Uh, and if you look at the scores for violence, not only is Nigeria number one, in the top 10 you have Nigeria, Central African Republic, Democratic Republic of Congo, Mozambique, and Cameroon all showing up in the top 10 countries of experiencing violence. And so you can see that jihadism is really spreading across sub-Saharan Africa. And, and, and as we mentioned, the success of the Taliban is really likely just to give a psychological boost to all of those jihadist groups, which could really lead us to a very difficult situation for Christians in the coming years in sub-Saharan Africa. As we've talked about Afghanistan and, and jihadism, uh, we do want to take some time and pray. And so here are some ways that you can be praying uh, for Christians in Afghanistan and Christians facing violence from jihadism. So first of all, as we look for ways to pray for our brothers and sisters, we just want to pray for the secret believers in Afghanistan, those who are remaining there in the country, uh, trying to be witnesses for Jesus when it's so difficult to do so. Pray that they'll be protected from being found out and protected from any kind of violence from the Taliban or from even their community and their relatives. Uh, we also want to pray for the Taliban leaders themselves, that they will uphold and preserve human life and that God would turn their hearts from hate to love. And when it comes to praying for our brothers and sisters facing violence from jihadism, we want to pray for God's protection, obviously, and also for God's provision for those who have had to flee from this violence. Jared, would you pray for us? Yeah, let's pray. Lord God, we lift up to you today the country of Afghanistan and all those affected. Lord, we cannot even begin to comprehend how our brothers and sisters must be feeling, uh, nor the other citizens and civilians of Afghanistan who are simply trying to live uh, under the pressure of Taliban rule. Lord, we pray today that you would intervene in the nation. We pray that you would protect your church there and that all of our brothers and sisters who are trying to follow you faithfully uh, and doing so in hiding and in times when they're fearing for their life each and every day, Lord, would you protect them from harm, protect them from violence, and may any plans that people have to uh, cause harm to your church, Lord, would those plans be foiled? We pray that there would be distinct changes in the country over the year 2022, Lord, that there would be uh, lessening of persecution despite our expectations. We pray that the Taliban rule would uh, improve and that they would have uh, the wisdom to, to move forward in their governance with uh, a, a dignity and a respect for human life, Lord, and for freedoms that, uh, that people should all enjoy. Lord, may they be willing to listen to other faiths in the country, and Lord, would you turn their hearts towards you in a miraculous way. And I pray that you would uh, protect uh, the partners of Open Doors who are supporting the Afghan church. Would you give them grace and peace in their ministry, Lord, and keep them from harm too. As the, the ripple effects of jihadism uh, are felt in the Middle East and in Africa and in other parts of the world, Lord, I pray that there would also be miracles worked in these countries that are now uh, increasingly fearful about extremist activity. I pray that we would see uh, improvements in persecution rather than uh, a worsening of persecution as a result of extremist activity. Lord, would you give wisdom to all those governments that are currently wondering how to, uh, how to prevent jihadism in their land? Lord, would you 
protect your church, help them to be witnesses in these places, Lord, and may your name continue to be glorified. We ask all of these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Um, We hope it was helpful and informative. If you have any questions about anything that we talked about, email us your question to podcast at odcan.org. And also be sure to connect with us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Open Doors Canada. We hope you enjoyed the podcast today and we hope you will tune in next week. Thanks for listening to today's episode. You can find more ways to pray for your persecuted family on our website at opendoorscanada.org or follow us on social media at Open Doors Canada.